0: Everything is black, everything is black, everything is black. Yeah, everything is black. The bottle glow ball, the speaker's gonna crack, and everything is black. Everything is black, everything is black.
1: chat, black chat, blap chat, blap chat, blap chat. Blap everything, chat. Everything, everything is black. We can't
2: even do it the right way. We miss <laughs> <laughs> it. Blap.
1: What's up? Blap. Blab 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 blab. Welcome to uh, blab is back. Blab is back. Everything is blab, just like Josh's hoodie. Facts. Facts. Um, welcome to Blab Chat. Uh, I don't know what this is. Ninety six. What is this, Josh? Episode ninety six. I feel like we've been in the nineties yeah. for like months. <laughs> yep. Because we keep skipping weeks. Yep. You know, we got shit to do, man. Yep. Um, <laughs> listen, guys. First of all, I uh, just want to say uh, thank you to all of our subscribers. Our listeners, uh, whether you're on YouTube or iTunes or SoundCloud, uh, whatever platform you're on, really appreciate you for your continued support. Uh, shout to all the engineers out there, producers, artists, singers, creatives um, for tuning in and, uh, you know, for doing your thing. And just people are on their grind right now. Mm-hmm. Everyone's on their grind, us included. So yeah. um Shout out to you guys and you know, if you fuck with the podcast, make sure you subscribe. Welcome to all of our new listeners as well. Um, welcome to the crazy world of black chat. Mm-hmm. Um I go by the name of Ill Mind. I'm here with my co-host. It's your girl. Perfection. Me Perfection here holding it down. Uh, we have two other co-hosts that couldn't be here today, Atlas the Plug and Glam. Glam. Shout to them, we love them Facts They couldn't make it today um, But uh, man, it's March already I feel like we have a lot Do you to...
2: think time is flying time or is not? Time's flying,
1: time's flying yeah. to me What mm-hmm. about you? Is it? Are they? Yeah It's flying
2: I feel like last year went by pretty fast mm-hmm. And it's already March
1: It's already March So if you haven't gotten your shit together Get your shit together now uh, We're all doing that collectively anyway um, So anyway, uh, listen This is a podcast revolving around creatives um you know i think at this point if you've been listening obviously you know what this is about but um you know we we love to speak on things that uh revolve around being a creative in music specifically you know music producers engineers uh artists singers aspiring you know anything in the music industry this is what we love to talk about so you know if you haven't listen to the older episodes definitely go back and listen yep. we've we've had some amazing guests amazing mm-hmm. discussions yep. um i guarantee you that uh, a a large majority of uh you know the types of questions that you might have we've already sort of touched mm-hmm. on and answered on in mm-hmm. past episodes so definitely after you listen to this episode go back you know check out um our older episodes throwbacks and and it's all like what they say evergreen Yep. Uh, content you know mm-hmm. it's, it's not really dated so you can listen to something yeah. from two years ago and find value in it so mm-hmm. shout to you guys that are keeping up with uh the the podcast episodes and also shout to our youtube uh viewers as well yep. you know we uh basically we have a new episode every friday that drops on soundcloud and itunes and then the youtube video version of the episode usually drops on mondays mm-hmm. sometimes tuesday depending on on you know how big that project is, but um you know look out early on in the week on my YouTube channel, YouTube.com backslash Illmindvision, uh, and make sure you subscribe if you wanna if you prefer watching us as well also you know you gotta see Perfection Stunt with the different hairstyles yeah and I got the braids <laughs> she's in here her and glam you guys are you yeah, know, glam me,
2: too I miss glam you
1: know, me and Atlas look the same but you guys are the real stars of the show so you know it's worth going to YouTube you gotta watch the shit um,
2: and shout out to Complex too I don't know if we ever mentioned them putting us uh, one of the top music podcasts
1: top music uh, yeah top music podcasts all up there with uh, a lot of great mm-hmm. ones you know so shout to Complex For that. that I know you guys are getting tired of the air horn, but I don't care. Fuck you. Right. So anyway, um, there's a lot to talk about. Mm -hmm. I want to do some cool stuff today. Yesterday was sort of like a a pretty big day (laughs) that stressed a lot of people out. It's going to go down in history. It's going to go down in history. It might happen again, honestly. Yeah. But So anyway, long story short, Instagram was down for 24 hours. Mm -hmm. I think people lost their shit. And Facebook, too. Facebook, too. I mean whatever yeah Who uses facebook? <laughs> exactly <laughs> no, i that's a i don't think that's a myth i think like yeah. most people in our, in in, our we yeah, don't fuck with facebook face, right yeah. like nah i'm good on facebook anyway um facebook and instagram were down and it, it people were in a panic in yeah. a shock in a
2: frenzy in a fucking frenzy people were really going crazy
1: yeah people were going nuts i actually wrote a blog post which you can read now on, on my website illmindproducer.com, um, about, you know, my experience with Instagram going down yesterday and I don't want to speel on that whole thing. Just go to my website and read the blog post, but basically, you know, I sort of took that experience and like uh, I was thinking about how that affected me and how, you know, not having Instagram could affect, you know, hundreds of thousands if not millions of like creators that are in our mm-hmm. position as well. You know, if you're like a producer, and you rely on Instagram to sell beats or promote yourself or do branding, then you know, it's this idea of like how do you how do you uh, balance not having Instagram and also being creative and, and how can you use Instagram to be a positive tool to help you grow your career and not become this like, you know, time wasting, mm-hmm. you know, thing. And and we're all guilty of that. Swiping through our yeah. timelines, yeah. So, what's your like perfection? What's your personal experience like not having Instagram, but also like what are some things you noticed about yourself about like using Instagram, like in positive and negative way?
2: Um, I don't know. I wasn't as affected as other people were. Just right? in I didn't life, really right? find oh. it a big deal. Like, I was like, "Oh shit!" Like, that's kind of whack because yeah. there were certain things I wanted to post and things like that. But I wasn't like pissed or anything. It was yeah. just annoying trying to like refresh the page, see if it was working to actually use it and post content and stuff. But I yeah. wasn't like mad, it was like yeah. whatever. I was using Twitter um, and I think that's one I think one a lot thing. of people were on Twitter yeah, yesterday. That's one thing that, you know, someone was saying is that like, if you're using these social media platforms to communicate or to push your brand, et cetera, things like that, you should be using <clears> all of them. Mm-hmm. So a lot of people that I follow on Instagram, I follow on Twitter and vice yep. versa. So it's like I can continue the conversation if need be there and still use that for promotion. But exactly. also people that, you know, not not too many people, but I would say that there are a lot of people that I communicate with on social media that I have their numbers anyway. You know, so I think that's a benefit too. It's kind of like whatever relationships you have mm-hmm. on one platform, try to capitalize on that in other ways. Yeah. You know, because like if I needed to reach out to someone, let's say if it was super important, more than likely I have their email or their phone number. Exactly. You know what I mean? So, Because that's the thing. It's like if you don't have Instagram today, what happens? A lot of people are fucked.
1: A lot of people are fucked, especially if they if that's their number one source of income, you Mm -hmm. know, and, and, uh, you know, we all know what we're talking about here. But, you know, certain businesses, business models heavily rely on Instagram and if that disappeared you know what would they'd be pretty much fucked right Mm -hmm. and you know I sort of made this argument of like being a music producer just being creative in general it actually helped to not have it because what you notice is yeah what (laughs) you notice is oh I don't have the luxury of like wasting time on Instagram so let me just like put the phone away and and make beats or write write raps or whatever it is you do And just that small 24-hour window of not having yesterday it sort of like put me back in this place 10 years ago Mm -hmm. when I was, you know, in mom's basement with no Instagram or even 12 years ago and literally having no choice but to create music. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? And I think that's important for us to just like it was kind of like a reminder for producers where it's like, you know, you don't you realize how much time you actually waste on Instagram. You know, so I basically just said, you know, use it as a learning lesson. And when you're in the studio creating or about to create, like, put the phone on silent and just like put it in the other room, mm-hmm. so you don't answer phone calls, no texts, no yeah. Instagram swiping. Do you find yourself doing that and like that being helpful?
2: Yeah, I mean, I was in the studio yesterday. Yeah, you were. And I wasn't really bothered. Like I was working. Yeah. You know, because I was just like, like you said, it's like okay
3: whatever <laughs> yeah, like cool. what am I g- put the phone down it's
2: either now I'm just gonna like be pissed for no reason about it which yeah. is not stupid cause like you said it's a source of income for a lot of people right so like yeah. if it's down it's fucking with your money mm-hmm. right mm-hmm. but regardless of that a lot of people are guilty of just swiping and like killing time on socials or being nosy or whatever. Exactly. So it's either you're going to be pissed about that and do nothing, or you're just going to be creative and do something, whatever that is.
1: Just be creative and do your thing. Yeah. It's like, why not? Anyway, um, I want to get some insight from some of our followers here. So I'm on Instagram live right now and uh, I want to do a little Q and a, come on, let's get in this frame together. Um, I want to do a little Q and a today. With up, you guys, everyone say what's up to perfection so if you're listening to the podcast right now we're on my instagram live i want to do a little q a so mm-hmm. uh, i want you guys on my instagram right now to request to be in my live and i'm going to choose you at random and we're going to chop it up with you for a little bit uh, you're going to ask us uh, some questions or a question and we're going to do a little q a um about really anything you know and and i'm assuming you know most of you guys our creators producers engineers artists you know stuff like that so if you have a question about anything um we're gonna try to answer that for you live so uh, i'm gonna choose you at random so make sure you um request to be in our live so our first person that we're gonna request is prod x Yeg. sorry if i butchered that but uh all right let's go let's add you man I'm going to ask you what your name is because I don't know how to pronounce your name. <clears throat> so we're waiting on uh prod X. Oh, hey.
2: Oh,
1: sh- hey, what's going on? Uh, hold on one second. Uh, can you hear us? Hello? Okay, we can't hear you right now. Hold on one second. Okay, we're going to plug you back is in. Is, is that the one? Yeah, plug that back in. Okay, can you hear us? Yes, I can hear you Okay, hey, how's it going?
4: Good, how about yourself?
1: Good, good, can you see us right now?
4: I cannot see you, but I can hear you
1: Oh, okay, let me, your cat, let me see if I can switch my camera Hold on one second For sure uh, is Oh, is it there? Let me see Oh, there we go, wait There you go <laughs> Can you see yeah. us?
4: No, I cannot, but that's okay
1: Okay, it should pop up at any moment here um, What's your name?
4: My name is Kaylee.
1: Kaylee, all right. Uh, produ- well, thank you for joining us, Kaylee. Clap it up for Kaylee. Hey. Here. Hi. Where are you from?
4: I'm from Edmonton. I'm a newer producer, actually. I don't know a lot, but I'm actually trying to learn and pick up new things that most people don't know. And I want to start a new. I want to start something new, and I want to bring out a good word to people and make sure that people know that they have backup and that like, I want to be a producer for people that don't have much that need mm. someone to bring them out. And like, I just want to be there for people to help them. I don't want to like, I don't want money out of this. I just, I want to help people out of it. That's my goal.
1: I love that. I love that. What, uh, what kind of drove you to, to want to do that?
4: Well, when I was younger, I used to listen to a lot of EDM and I used to want to actually do EDM. Mm-hmm. And I actually met this guy, and he's now my boyfriend. Um, he does music as well, and he's taught me a lot of it, actually. And he, um, he uploaded a few songs on Spotify and Apple Music. Um, he's taught me a lot of it. I, like, I just kind of originated from that, and yeah.
1: Very cool. So what um do you have any sp- particular specific questions on kind of how you you know how you're trying to reach those goals or anything you know producer related or anything
4: Well what would your guys' <clears throat> biggest thing to be as a producer what would you put a good word out for people who are newer trying to learn
1: Got it Um do you have anything to start you want to start that off profession? I have a bunch of things but
2: You so <clears throat>
4: What do this you mean as
1: far hint. as, like,
2: you, you putting out a good word for other people, or? Oh well, yeah, or just,
4: like, everyone in general, or, like, even through my beats or my music, or, like, just some way. Just,
1: mm-hmm. like, a helpful, helpful hint.
2: Yeah, I, yeah. Think, I think one of the biggest things is really just um, getting better at your craft. Yep. You know, is like learning as much as you can so you can become a better producer, musician and things like that. So that way you can learn more about your craft and get better at it and at your passion. And then you can also kind of like be able to pass that information on to other people that started like you, you know, that need more knowledge and more um experience and and things like that so i think it's really kind of like just honing in and learning what you need to learn in order to get better and then that can all around help you you know work with more musicians and her, help you work with more creatives and even like teach others
1: yeah i think yeah, yeah is right you, it, it's a slow um it's a slow process yeah something yeah, we lost our connection. Sorry, um, apologies, but just to kind of feed off of what perfection was saying, um, you know, I think that the aspiration to uh, you know, inspire and help other people is amazing. I think that's a great um, that's a great headspace to have. um that's that's a great place to be. Um, but you know, it, it's difficult to sort of influence and help people before you you know become established yourself and so mm-hmm. you know I think keeping in mind that you you really want to give back and help people is great and always use that as a driving force but if you want to be an influ, influence I hate using that word but if you want to be influential to the producer community or really any creative community you know you really want to work to the point where you're established yourself and you've gained um, a little bit of credibility and notoriety Mm -hmm. yourself. And as a music producer, it starts with just making beats, like you said, perfection, right? It's like, you know, uh, putting those long hours in the studio and not really being on social media too much and really just getting better at your craft, right? And I think it starts with getting good at your craft and then sort of creating awareness of your music slowly on social media and consistently every day. And then from there, you can sort of, like, uh, maneuver, uh, you know, where you want to go next after that. But I think first things first, get in the studio, spend—you know, we talk about this a lot on this podcast—spend, you know, 12 months, 24 months, 78 months, or 72 months uh, just straight making music every day and just get good at your craft first. And then from there, things will start to be uncovered. But uh, it's a long process, Mm -hmm. and you really have to be—it's patience, it's— Persistence, it's passion, it's hard work, you know, all the typical stuff that you guys all hear about. Um, th- that's the correct answer and there is really no other way. So um All right, it's working. Hey, what's, what's going, on? going on? What's up, bro? What's up, what's dude? What's going on? Uh, what's, Respect, what's, yo. what's what's, what's your name? Where are you from? I'm from Queens, New York. My name is Ray, and this is my friend Chris. Ray. Ray and Chris Ray and Chris, yo, clap it up for Ray and Chris hey. up in here, yo.
5: Uh, respect respect what's
1: up guys queens in the building
5: nah, not much we're here in the studio just chopping it up making some beats
1: that's what's up you guys both producers yep yes sir that's what's up uh you so cool man do you have uh do you have any questions for us
5: actually i didn't even know you were gonna answer so i didn't have my question ready we're here have... um like um my question is um how would you go about um getting your beats um like syncing opportunities well, what is your opinion
1: syncing sync sink, like television and stuff like that
5: yeah licensing either for commercials or, or like internet or like yep. youtube like i know i know major youtubers like they're gonna they need music for their programming right
6: mm-hmm.
5: and um i'm assuming they can they they don't want to pay the big bucks for you know like major artists so are there opportunities for you know like up-and-coming producers so
1: um. absolutely so um i don't know if uh if you guys listen to any of our other episodes on my podcast do you listen to my podcast if you don't it's fine yeah we do
5: sometimes. i i tune in i just recently started following you
1: and all. cool cool yeah so we actually have an entire episode on licensing uh, if you go back and listen to it over keir lehman remember mm-hmm. um i don't know if you guys watch this show on hbo called insecure but um, it's a pretty big show and we ha- our special guest was the music supervisor of that show on HBO and he basically broke down the entire process. But uh, it- while you guys are here, b- basically in a nutshell, um, it really is a matter of knowing the music supervisor for a particular um you know a movie or a show that you're trying to pursue so and i'll get to the youtube thing in a second but if you're trying to license your beats to let's say you know keeping up with the kardashians right uh which is on um, what network is that like VH1, vh1 vh1 basically the way that works is a show like keeping up with the kardashians has a contract with a, a company that licenses music. Um, sometimes it's a company, sometimes it's a person that works on the show, a music supervisor, and their job is to collect all the music and the beats for the show. And so really, at the end of the day, what it comes down to is trying to find out who the music supervisor is for a particular network or a show, and you know, you would have to either find their email or figure out how to get in in contact with them and hit them up directly and pitch your music. Now the other uh, option is to uh, submit your music to a a licensing company. Uh, It's a company that specializes in collecting beats and different songs from different people. And then their job is to be the middleman to pitch to certain shows like Keeping Up With The Kardashians and Insecure and Game of Thrones and stuff like that. And one example of a company would be this company called Jingle Punks, right? So if you look up Jingle Punks, I think it's jinglepunks.com, you know, that's just one of many examples of a website where you can sign up. I'm pretty sure it's free or there's maybe a small fee attached to it. You basically sign up and you upload your beats to that website and what they'll do is they'll choose the ones they like and then they'll, they'll categorize them and then they'll start pitching them to different people, and then if if someone decides to purchase your beats, they'll take a small percentage, and you'll get paid, and sign contracts, and and go from there. So a lot a lot of times, that's how a lot of people are getting you know licensing placements that way. But you know um, the most effective way is to try to create a relationship directly with the music supervisor.
5: Yeah, I agree. And um, how, how about what's your opinion about dropping um instrumental albums? You know um. Uh, in search of those placements and
1: stuff, you can try that you know I would I'm not a huge fan of instrumental albums I'm not really a fan of like being an independent uh, producer artist and dropping an album because you know if you're independent and let's say you have you know five hundred followers on Instagram no one's gonna care about an album
6: mm-hmm.
1: you know what there I mean right. and, and and so what you want to do is you want to spread out the the music over time and maximize the, I like to call it like, you know, online social media real estate where, you know, if you have 15 tracks on an album, instead of dropping it on one day and then after a day, no one cares about it anymore, you're basically dropping one song every day for 15 days straight and now you have 15 days of people's attention that you can spread out over half a month and Mm -hmm. that way is way more effective. So listen, and and again we talk a lot about this on my podcast as well but you know if if I was an upcoming music producer and I wanted to put out instrumentals I would literally drop an instrumental every day I would sign up for uh, TuneCore or DistroKid and I would make a beat in the morning and then I would upload it on on every platform that same day so YouTube I would do uh, you know SoundCloud I would create a 1 minute snippet on Instagram I would Um, Upload it on TuneCore and then have it up on Apple Music, Spotify, Amazon Just have it widely available For people and then just stay consistent After a year You have 300 plus beats out there floating Someone's going to download them shits And want to do something You know what I mean? So it's really about Maximum exposure for your music And now now more than ever It's a lot easier to do that So I'm a fan of that as opposed to dropping An
5: instrumental album Okay. I, I agree. I agree. Um, one last question. How about, um, okay. You have all your music, all your beats out there. So now how, um, like, I don't have the resources to go and like find, you know, who's, you know, using my beat, who's like infringing on my, you know, my, my intellectual property, like how, um, I know like when you, when you, you go to distro, they go.
1: Yeah. Yeah. So you can, you, you can copyright your music. Number one, you know, if you go to copyright.gov and you copyright it all, that's fine. But listen, if you if you Google search how to do that, you'll find the answer. But I think the bigger issue is wanting to and this is gonna sound pretty crazy at first, but you want people to infringe. I'll tell you why. (laughs) So you you know, if you have three hundred beats that are out there and they're on all these different social media platforms, you're going to you're going to stress yourself out trying to find and hunt these people down and say hey you illegally used my beat that was on you know youtube and you create and you made a song out of it and you put it out on spotify and it got 100 plays like you're infringing on my copyright and if you do that 10 times 20 times 100 times you're going to just stress yourself out and it won't make any sense there's a dead end you know you're basically just like throwing cheese to a bunch bunch of rats and then just hunting them down for no reason right so he, here's why that's a problem it's because it's just a complete waste of time so I think the proper way to approach it is you put 300 songs out in a year on all streaming platforms you have 50 to 100 upcoming rappers that download your shit and put it out and not tell you out of those 100 people 99 of those songs are going to be trash mm-hmm. and won't do anything But one of them might actually get, let's say for instance, one of them gets a million streams on Spotify. Now you have a song that's on its way to going viral. Even if it was illegally done, it's still viral. Mm -hmm. So at that point, that would be the proper time to pursue this artist and say, look, that's my beat. This song is going viral. I fuck with your shit. Something they're doing is right so then instead of suing them you could be like yo let's connect let's make more music you know what I mean you fuck with my beats I fuck with your your your, you know raps or singing or whatever it ends up being and then from there you have an opportunity to to grow together you know what I mean so really it's just testing the market and not really looking at it in this old school way of like oh if you use my shit illegally I'm gonna sue you none of these people are making any real money anyway you know what I mean Mm. so absolutely does that make sense no sure sure yeah. good yo um, guys man thank you for yo, calling in and good you, luck with everything
5: You want to say your, uh, congratulations on uh, the Grammy on on you know your work and stuff I, saw, uh, I was following you along with, with, with your success man
1: mm-hmm. thank you guys so much man that means a lot seriously I appreciate that
5: keep listening so to the podcast I mean. yeah too. listen
1: listen to that episode with Keir Lehman yeah I'm trying to
5: catch up on the material man no that's doubt it, man.
1: no doubt all right guys it. later one all right, man. Peace. All right, that was fun. hmm That was cool.
2: Yeah, good questions.
1: That was those are really good questions. What up? Hey, what Maddie up? Beast, hey, what's guys? up? What's what up, up,
6: dude? Chilling, chilling.
1: How are you? Where are you?
6: from Um oh, my name's Maddie Beast, by the way. I'm uh coming from outside of Philadelphia.
1: Don't...
6: And um Ooh. I was actually just at the uh the Papa Mitru beat battle that Atlas hosted. Mm-hmm. Nice. I know you were there too. Okay. But um and my question is kinda related to that. So like In terms of networking like obviously atlas was there you were there nick paps a lot of big people in the room and like in terms of networking how would i network with someone of like your caliber but like and the perspective is like you know i i want i wouldn't want to go up and like be like yo take my flash drive like check it out but at the same time i wouldn't want to miss the opportunity to like build a relationship so like, how would I make that intro to network and make a connection, but not like annoy the person? If that I makes love, sense.
1: I love that mm-hmm. question. This is such a touchy subject. <laughs> Perfection, what's your, what's your sort of insight on um, this? Uh, cause.
2: I think it's all really about play. For me personally, it's about just playing it cool and not becoming that annoying person that someone doesn't want to yeah. talk to yes. by like just talking too much or saying the wrong thing. Sometimes it's hard to figure out what's the wrong or right thing to say, but I think one is, you know, kind of just having real and normal conversations like for instance if you're going to like tell someone that you appreciate their work, like that's great. That's I great would entry. say do that. Mm-hmm. But then right. also try to find other things that can keep that person's interest. You know, maybe talking about something that they like or something that you saw them do and then kind of relate it to you. But it's all yeah. about reading people's energy, too, and figuring out right right place at right time, kind of. Like, if someone's running around the venue trying to make things happen, it's going to be hard to kind of lock them down, you know what I mean? And they're yeah. just going to give you, like, hey, yeah, bye. You know, it's always about, like, figuring out the energy of the person and also how to make the conversation more relatable, where it's not just, like, you praising them the whole time mm-hmm. or, you know, you kind of trying to sell yourself too much. It's just like normal human human interaction. Yeah, you know? it's
1: it's literally human interaction. And just to piggyback off of what Perfection said, because she pretty much hit it hit it on the nose. But um, just from my past experience, being the on the receiving end of that, but then also me also wanting to mm-hmm. meet people as well, I think playing it cool is a, is a great thing, um, not being annoying, um, and then also. Re- being mindful of the type of environment that you're in, mm-hmm. right? It's like right. if I wanted to meet a superstar at, at one of their shows and they jump off stage, they're probably really tired and they're probably not really trying to to f- accept any demos or try to chop it up with strangers. They're probably, just, they're probably thinking about just going backstage and like going to sleep or getting wasted or something, whatever they do backstage. Yeah. Um, but if you meet a superstar in a studio environment, it's a lot different because then their guard is a little bit down. They're in there to create. They know that if they run into you, you're in the studio for whatever reason and they might be more open-minded to talk to you. So you really, I think the first step is to be mindful of where you actually are and what that person is doing, what they just did, what they might be doing after that. And I really just try to assess, okay, is this sort of like the right moment for me to like go up to them and say hi. Um, I think to take the example that you mentioned of like the beat battle where me and Atlas were there and, and Nick and all these guys, um, that would be a good environment. And, but also on top of that, I'm, I'm just sort of like the type of person that's like pretty approachable. So I, it wouldn't right. be fair for me to use myself as, as an example because I I'm I'm for the people more than most people are. So like if you were to come yeah. up to me that night and gave me a demo, I would have happily taken it. I probably would have listened to it. If you asked me for a picture, I definitely would have taken it with you. So like that's just the kind of person right. I am. But you really have to judge and try to gauge um, who the person is and what type of person they are and if they're willing to do that and. A long time ago, I learned that this whole process of networking with people that you want to network with is really similar to dating. Yeah, It's like, you know, you know, if you're trying to meet a girl or a guy um, and you're trying to pursue them, I mean, what's the what are some of those things that that person might be turned on or turned off by? I mean, they'll definitely be turned off by being too persistent or or, you know, sort of like. Forcing yourself in and saying, "Hey, give me your phone number." It's like you know what I mean. Like mm-hmm. you kind of have to approach it very similar to if you were trying to like bag a number or or try to like you know what I mean, like meet someone to that capacity. So it's it's those two things have very uh similar approaches, um, but yeah. you really have to look at it that way. So yeah, you have anything to add yeah. to that?
2: And I think also like we're saying it's all about where you're at what the person's doing analyze how their behavior is because I've definitely you know I'm I'm always around a ton of different people you know artists managers A&Rs executive things like that and I've also I've even been in rooms to this day where I'm like okay how am I going to approach this person should I even approach this person you know and then there's people where I would even have a conversation with them but I wouldn't ask for their number or trade information just because i i'm reading the energy and i'm kind of right. like all right i can't get ahead of myself with this person just yet because i just met them but i know for sure i'm gonna make myself be seen by this person a second and third time and then i'm gonna build a more comfortable relationship to say hey here's my email you know because mm-hmm. some people get turned off that way too where it's like i've had that where people are like hey um Give me your number. And I'm like, I don't really know you. Like, I don't want to give you my no. number so you can call me whenever you want or, you know, no. blow up my phone. Like, yeah. that makes it awkward and uncomfortable. So it's just all about like feeling the person's energy, even who they're around, who's around them. Cause sometimes if it's like a popular artist or something like that, their entourage might push you away and it could get awkward. So it it's all awkward. really about where you're at, the person's energy, and not really trying to sell yourself too much.
1: Yeah. And here's one helpful hint that I think could could start off and break the ice. This is a nice little icebreaker that I like using. People love to talk about themselves. They love it. So I think a great <laughs> icebreaker, I know I do, I mean, mm-hmm. we all do, a good icebreaker that's worked on me and also an icebreaker that I've used for to other people to break them down, um, or not break them down, but you know what I mean, um, yeah, yeah. is to direct the conversation towards being surrounded about the conversation being about them. So, you know, I've had people come up to me and the first thing they would say is, yo, ill, like congratulations on that Grammy. Obviously that means a lot. You know that it's fresh in my mind. I appreciate it so much. And and when people say that, like I'm actually like it, it my guard is down. I'm like super open. Yeah. Like, oh shit, like you follow me enough to know that I want a Grammy and you're congratulating me and then what they'll do is they'll ask me a question like oh what like how did that feel or what is it what does it feel like to like finally be a winner blah blah and then I'll tell them happily I'll be like cuz it's the conversation is about me and so you know i i think that that strategy could work on people because you know people love to answer questions and talk about themselves and so you know if you were to go up to someone and you want to engage in conversation try making the conversation about them first you know you don't want to come up to someone and start talking about yourself like yo what's good yo i'm a producer i'm from here i got this flash drive i make beats i've been making beats for 10 years like me (laughs) me 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 and then the person that you're trying to talk to is like i don't know this person i don't give a shit and and and, and uh, you're just wasting your time you know
6: truth Damn so, yeah, that was that was really helpful. Appreciate yeah. that. So try
1: that and let me know how that goes. Man.
2: Everybody loves you in the comments apparently, Maddie. Yeah,
1: yeah, they they, <laughs> they for you. Man. The so on that yeah, note, on too. that note, um, shoot me a DM and send me some beats. I want to hear your beats. Facts.
6: Word definitely okay? want to appreciate you
1: guys. Yeah. Word. Send me send me a Dropbox link to some of your shit. Word. All right, cool. I All got right. you. I All seen right, the platform. All right, on that. Yes, sir. All right, thanks. Appreciate Fano. you. Right. Peace. Everybody's- Can y'all hear me? Phantom, we got you. Yeah. <laughs> yeah <laughs> three Fano's strikes here. you Wait, out. Let, let me get the air yeah. horn real okay? <laughs> quick. Air horns from Maddie, <laughs> you hit not Maddie Beats. Not Maddie Beats. Phantom Beats. <laughs> what up? What's up? Where you from, dude? Virginia. VA. What part?
0: I'm from Alexandria, so like maybe 10 minutes away from DC. Okay, okay. so
1: you're not on the VA beach side.
0: No, no, no. That's
1: where all my peoples are, my Filipino peoples. Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah, yeah there's, a, there's a lot over there. You know what I'm saying?
1: <laughs> I got cousins out there, probably. Um, anyway, what's up, man? You a producer?
0: Yeah, man. I'm actually in my studio right now. Um, nice. Yeah, man. Uh, well, one of my questions that I have for you... Um, so like, the trouble that I have um, in this area is finding people who actually want to work. Now, um, not necessarily me looking for money just honestly trying to work with people and really network um would you suggest that you know i continue trying to push that or would you suggest networking outside of my area
1: both yeah Mm -hmm. do both do both get get your feet wet in your area go to Mm -hmm. i would start with going to every single event that you can find and pulling up mm-hmm. you know if it's a an upcoming rap event or a producer event or any any type of event where you know that you will meet people that are just like you that's the whole point of finding people to collaborate with and it's not so much about trying to find like the best rappers or the best singers sure. or the best musicians mm-hmm. really you just want to find other people that are just like you so right. you you kind of have to kind of look in the mirror and say okay what where would i go what would i do is mm-hmm. this is this event flyer that i saw an event for next friday something that i would go to and if it is you should go because mm-hmm. then odds are there's probably other producers other musicians that are also going to be at that event yeah. and then and then when you're there you're you're in closer proximity to other people that you want to me now that would be that's sort of like a general approach i would say to like local pursuing you know finding people locally but there's a lot of stuff you can do online Mm -hmm. a lot i mean i mean there's there's so many rappers so many singers even,
2: even one thing i would do and this is just me like thinking out the box i would kind of try to figure out the studios that are in my area yes or in closest cities and i'll just start to see who's been there like check you know, check geotags check yep. to see who's tagged themselves like in the location to see like okay this rapper consistently goes to the studio let me reach out to him and send him beats yeah. you know what I mean so it, it's see. funny
0: that you said that because I had um, so I was doing a podcast for a little bit and someone that I had on there he's, he's pretty popular in this area in terms of like management, photography and all that good stuff and that's one of the things I suggested to do was what Perfection just said really just look at the studio, who's going there frequently. Um, mm-hmm. Another good tip that they gave was like, look for specific hashtags. Like for example, like DMV artists, DMV rappers. Mm-hmm. Yep. And, and I guess this would be one cool thing to kind of throw out to everyone who was in the chat. Um, like if, cause that's how it was positioned to me. If they have a link to like their music and their bio, that's a customer for sure. Like that's a guaranteed mm-hmm. person that you can work with. You know what I mean? Not necessarily you're gonna make money off of them, but that's someone that's guaranteed that you're going to be able to at least talk to and you know potentially work with as well
5: yeah. yeah yeah
2: and also just like i think it is all about traveling you know every time i travel i just get to connect with people i haven't seen in a long time where i always meet new people you know that are going to be helpful for me in the future um so you're not that far from dc you're 10 minutes from dc so i would even like try to see what studios are there and utilize those strategies you know maryland um you're probably like a two or three hour train stop from new york you know even doing things like going to pass the auxes and yeah you know, going to Atlas's events at DRUM, because a lot of people that do go to those events end up collaborating, and it's not just producers, it's artists and, you know, rappers, things like that. So it's just kind of really going um, to different events and seeing who in your area is actually working, which is doing things like, you know, checking who's in the studio and, you know, hashtags. The internet will
1: help you a lot.
0: Yeah, exactly, and to- Yeah, there's a few studios in this area, not not too many. there's one big one, Midi East, and that's usually where I try to see if the, you know yeah. there's people willing to work there. Yeah, but
2: and even the smaller studios, mm-hmm. even if those yeah. artists have a small True. budget now, you know, maybe that's all they can afford right now. But that doesn't mean they're whack. You know, maybe they're dope artists, yeah, but they just don't have the money, and maybe that's somebody you can build with.
1: Exactly, and and you don't have to just do this locally either. I mean, you know, if you can, I'll give you an example. You could save up money for a trip to L.A go to LA for five days, four days, five days, call up, before you book your trip, call up a record plant. It's a studio, one of the big studios in LA and find out if you can book the B room or the C room or a small production room for a week in there. Record plant is filled with superstars. I mean, you have upcoming people, but you also have Pharrell is always in there. You have, you know, uh, I mean, you name them, they're in there working, you know what I mean? And so if you're in the B room, making beats and you go into the kitchen to make some tea and then in comes Pharrell that might be a great opportunity to at least chop True. it up you know what I mean and also these exactly. superstars that are in these studios they're, and perfection you know this because you run a studio in New York their guard is down you know if you run into them I mean their guard is not fully down but mm-hmm. you have more sure, of yeah. a, a, you, they're more open to maybe you know uh, having a conversation or Accepting a demo or maybe you're in the room and you're bumping your beats super loud and they hear they pass by and they hear the shit, And they're like, yo, who's in that room? You know, mm-hmm. so those are the types of like putting yourself in position to do that and and perfection You're right like getting in these studios and, and shooting your shot and really frequenting these different studios
0: is a great way to meet people And just one quick question because sure. um, I love going up to the city in New York I go at least once a month um, just to go up there now, what because uh, I know quad, I know engine room. What's some other studios that I could go up there to really network with people because I love going up there? So, I mean, you know, off I top, off top engine
1: room, quad, premiere, blast off. Blast off is like a sleeper, mm-hmm. uh, you know, they have a an A room and a B room. Um, those, I mean, those are like the you know, New York isn't really the best place to go, to be honest with you. For, okay. for the studio thing because it's every year there's a studio is shutting down you know mm-hmm. the, the ones that are really successful are the ones that are still around like the engine rooms and the premieres but um, honestly LA would be the place to go man okay. if you really want to like like meet people and run into people and, and really get into the studio culture LA is where it's at I, I, it's a toss up for me between LA and Atlanta mm-hmm.
0: what was the name of that studio in LA? Record Plant Record plant, cool, yeah. cool. Duly noted. They're man. You're
1: super booked, but if you can get a room, you you and you book enough time in there, you're probably going to run into a superstar of some
0: sort because they're always in there. Absolutely, yeah, absolutely. But yeah, oh, man. Well, I appreciate luck. you what guys you having me. Thanks, man. I appreciate it. anybody who wants to work. Phantom Beats, VA, everything, social media, email, and everything. Hit me up.
1: Hit up Phantom Thanks, Beats guys. if there's any rappers in here. Phantom already, he's willing Word. to work.
2: Send me some melodies absolutely. or something.
1: Sensor fire only the gotcha. fire, gotcha, fire, fire. fire. You know what I'm saying You gotta do Absolutely. that Absolutely Alright my dude Thanks
0: guys I appreciate y'all Take care Alright You
1: too man Peace Get your requests in You're... Hey what's up David What's good How are you man How you guys doing good. good How are you Good Thanks for joining us Where uh Where are you from
6: From Washington State bro
1: Washington State oh. Clap right. for Washington yep. State I'll be out I'll, I'll be out there In a couple months Um what's up man what do you do yep
6: yep man right now um i'm kind of between jobs just working kind of random jobs and just uh just continuing to make music um collaborating collaborating with a few artists uh from my area i'm from like a small town out here in like southern central washington nice. <clears throat> nice um so yeah yeah i got a couple homies that i'm working with this homie that i just met he's actually he's pretty good at speeding he, he could flow so uh he really like my beats i'm probably like you know one of the only producers out here that you know that's really like trying to do something
1: nice are you uh are you like recording uh, are you recording him too like engineering and stuff or just giving him beats i'm
6: not man um yeah just beats but like i'm producing him so i'm like producing him for free or whatever he's buying beats and i'm producing him cool um but we're gonna figure out what we're gonna do like we might just get like the the tracks and then go to the studio and get it mixed you know what i mean Cool. Because that's one thing that I'm that I'm trying to get better at is my engineering. Um and I appreciate everything you do, man. Like you've helped me with a lot of things that, you know, a lot of ruts that I, that I've had to get through. Amazing. And bro. I really appreciate that. Yeah, bro. Amazing. Um big time.
1: Amazing. No,
6: I appreciate So that. uh but I'm just like a I'm a creator, you know what I mean? And and uh so the mixing and stuff has been uh one of my downfalls and something that I've been trying to get better at. And uh just like copying just uh, random plugins like good plugins when i can you know what i
1: mean mm-hmm. um what are you using are you so it's just about are you in pro tools
6: no i'm all npc uh, software
1: okay so i'm on that
6: npc okay. renaissance yeah not yeah not too many people are using that nowadays but it's just like how i do it you know what i mean mm-hmm. like i do everything handmade on the pads i like, call program the, the scale on the on the pads you know like and just and just go off and have fun
1: yeah it's great um, are you tracking vocals in there too or where were you learning the engineering i'm
6: not I don't think, honestly, I don't think people do that, but, um, it's definitely possible, but it's like, you have to just edit it to like the, the start point, you know, right. like I guess you don't necessarily have to do that, but, um, so are yeah, you I don't trying think people to, do the vocals on there.
1: Are you trying to, um, focus on the engineering? When you say engineering, are you talking about like mixing your beats better or more like engineering vocals and artists and stuff like that?
0: Yeah.
6: Um, mixing my beats better for the, for the meantime, you know what I mean? Um, got it. Got it. Like, like in high school and stuff we had a we had a group and like we would record and i had like just like a an analog mixer that i recorded everything is super fucking raw you know what i mean um so like that's always been something that's been my downfall man like mixing especially especially vocals you know what i mean um, so uh what
1: what kind of beats do you love like what kind of what kind of mix what kind of uh, producers what's your what do you what sound are you going for
6: Man, a little bit of everything. I just kind of I just kind of go with what I feel, you know what I mean? Um lately I've been making a lot of hip hop like the homie I'm I'm producing for. He likes those hip hop and those West Coast beats, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So I'll make trap beats, bro. I'll, I'll chop up samples like I do a little bit of everything, but I feel like I still have my own sound, you know what I mean? Got it. Um Yeah, yeah, just hip hop cuz I I I write and I and I rap also. You know, I haven't I haven't been, like, recording songs or anything right now, but I got a bunch that are ready to record and that I could do, like, one take, you know?
1: Got it. All but, right, uh, so in, in terms of improving your mixes, you know, I I don't have... There's nothing any... No specific thing. Like, I can't recommend you a plug-in that'll just, like, fix all your problems, but from, from my experience, yeah. you know, I've gotten good at at making my beats sound good just by fucking around and trying stuff to be honest with you like i started off on yep. a keyboard and i was tracking all my instruments into pro tools and it kind of forced me to learn how to use pro tools and but you can you can make your stuff sound really good with the npc as well so what i w- what helped me was comparing my mixes to other people's mixes so one, one song that um I really i just thought that the mix was like amazing too was um uh mercy remember uh uh good music mercy you know the fucking with yeah yeah with yeah everyone basically everyone that sample, on that yeah. that 808 on that that track is yeah. crazy and so what i did was i bought a subwoofer and i started comparing my beats to how that beat was mixed and it really helped me you know know like kind of what level I wanted to get to in terms of my mixes so a lot of it is trial and error it's a lot of balancing it's a lot of like trying stuff and fucking up and 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 you know fixing certain things that work and don't work um but then also on top of that like if you want to get specific there's a lot of tutorials on YouTube Mm -hmm. that you can look up like mm-hmm. so many. I mean, again, I've recommended the homie before, yeah. but um, th- there's a channel. There's a guy called BusyWorks Beats. Um, so if you go to YouTube, yep, yep. you'll go to BusyWorks Beats. He has a, a bunch of tutorials on like mixing and stuff like that. Or I I would go to Pensado's place. Um, are you familiar with them?
6: He's a legend.
1: Legend. Yeah, so Dave you know, Pensado. Yeah, dude, his 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 hints and tips in there are are insane. So it's a combination True. of. Just like research, trying stuff, comp- and and always the most important thing is compare your stuff to other people, so that you can just work up to getting to their level. And and really, it's honestly at the end of the day, it's like you're trusting your ears. Mm-hmm. That's a, that's a big part of it.
6: True. True. Yeah, I know a lot of people do that with Dre. Mm-hmm. Dude. A lot without you know, that chronic
1: the... album, or even like the more recent stuff. And 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 if you you know if you compare your stuff against that though that music then that'll be <laughs> big time man trust me yeah yeah yeah
0: yeah
1: so you know again nothing specific uh if you want to get specific though when i master my music i'm a fan of using this plugin called t-racks um All specifically right. it's a t-racks uh i think it's ts1 it's a t-racks one uh master plugin and the the presets in there are really amazing you just like load up the presets Whatever ones you like, and then you just like tweak them a little bit to your liking, but they sound great. Professional, do you have any like cool plugins that you use like for your mixes or for
2: mixing? Um, I like using a Fab (laughs) Filter uh, Pro EQ for mix for um EQing. I have a lot of weight, I have the waves bundle, so I use a couple of things in there, like um, I have um, this. Mm -hmm. I have this, I forgot who it's from, it's called Sausage Fattener. so I use that on the 808 to give yeah, it I got that. A, yep. a little yep. bit of more of a knock, that. Um,
1: more it's great too.
2: Yeah, um, I just play around with a lot of waves and sometimes I even use the stocks, some of the stocks work for, you know, if I'm looking for a specific sound or I'm used to how that works. True. It just all depends on, you know, what sound I'm I'm using, what like kind of drum drum sample and what melodies and you know where I'm taking the sound yeah
6: true what about any um, you guys have any uh, favorite contact um, VSTs oh, that man. you so would many. recommend
1: so many Um, there's one called The Attic so it's just spelled The Attic that's great um,
2: I use that one a Output. lot Output
1: yeah Output mm-hmm. I mean Output is like my one of my favorite companies right now all their shit is crazy movement exhale um, I'm like a contact fucking fiend mm-hmm. i have so many yeah yeah hey, I, you know books, you say but, that before. but yep. you know uh output's great i mean I, I love output i love omnisphere um yeah i mean just kind of have to dig it's almost oh. like digging for records right you're like digging into these different yep. contact plugins and you're trying different things but um that's a good place to start so Dope. Yeah, man. But yo, appreciate hey, man, the well, call, man. Good luck for ev- with everything, man. With the with you know the artists you're working with and stuff like that.
6: Hey, thank you. I appreciate you
1: guys. Yeah, man. Yeah. Thank you for tuning thank in, you, man. Brother. Everything. Yes, sir. Everything. Yes, yes. Shalom. Take care, man. Peace. Hey. hey. Hi. I am Mercedes,
3: and I'm from Jamaica. Sorry hey. My hey.
1: Mercedes from Jamaica. <laughs> Airhorn. <laughs> How's it going? Thanks for joining us.
3: Okay, so my name is Mercedes and I'm an upcoming artist in Jamaica. I'd appreciate it if a lot of people could follow me. Um, I hear you talking about music. I followed your page like two days ago.
1: Oh, wow. And I see you go
3: live, so I'm interested to see. Um, I was wondering if you had any beats or anything like that. But I'm listening to the discussion and Mm -hmm. um, I hear you talking about the engineering part of music. Mm-hmm. I have a engineer right now. He can take my voice very good. He's very very good at taking my voice. But when it comes to the mixing, he's using Pro Tools, and I'm hearing my breathing in my in my in my demos. Um, I don't, don't like know. It. You don't like how <laughs> it sounds. A... No, I don't like how it sounds because as as a producer. The producer is is like also my manager, but the engineer he is just basically doing his own thing. I have right. a song that's coming out called uh, "Good Girl Gone Bad." I wrote it, and he created the beat. So initially, it was just like acoustics. He was using a lot of good guitar, so it was having a real nice reggae vibe, mm-hmm. and it was really good. And then he went ahead and he remixed it. And then he put, I I was hearing like flutes and stuff like that on the rhythm. So when I got it again and I was supposed to like go at it, like rehearse, I was missing. You know what I mean by missing? You you like you falling off. Yep. And he keeps adding his, 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 his rhythms are crammed with a lot of stuff. I wish he was on here mm. so he could get some advice from you. But as an artist, I want you, like, I'd like you to tell me.
1: Like how to approach that takes. situation.
3: Say it again? Like
1: how, how yeah. you would be able to approach that yeah. situation, right? To make it a better song. Right. Um do you have you told him yet that you feel like how you feel about it? Like have you guys spoken about yeah.
3: it? No hypocritical situation. I have told him and I said to him the other day, you need to take the flute sound because remember, I'm Jamaican. So the music that I'm trying to put out there is is reggae. It's a reggae dance hall vibe. I'm not trying to have the flute because the flute kind of gives it like a European Celtic kind of sound. Right. You understand? not going for that, but he's not taking no instructions. I think Mm. maybe
2: just um, play him some of the music that you like that works for you, that you want to kind of go that direction and just tell him like, this is what I envision for myself and the type of artist I'm trying to be. And these are the sounds that I rather use Um, I would say though is maybe you know just try to give it a try to see what how it works with what he's doing even if it's like one song giving it a try because you never know you know opening yourself up to new things might bring out a different sound in you but I definitely problem
3: doing that about um, since you're a producer could you explain to me um, the process of what a split sheet is because they're trying to tell me that a split sheet is not necessarily a contractual agreement, but it's something that I get on his beat. Yeah. And we're going to split something in percentages. But he might he's trying to tell me that, yo, it can be done 50-50. Um, it has to be done a certain way where I'm only, as the artist, getting 20%, and okay. he's going to get. Okay,
1: mm, let me stop you right there. So a, a split sheet, in, in theory, is a contract you're agreeing to who gets what percentage, right? And so I'll give you a very quick version of what a typical split would be. So if you're Mm -hmm. the artist, you're the artist and there's no co-writers, you wrote the song, you perform the song, right? And then the producer produced the song. There's no musicians or uh, co-producers. It's just him producing it. So this might be a little confusing, but I'll try to make it as simple as possible for you and all right, of our no listeners. Problem. So when you create a song, you have to think of it as sort of like a 100% pie. And by default, that pie is split into two parts. You have the writer side and you have the publishing side. So the first portion that you want to focus on is the writer side, which is 50% of the pie, half. So the writer side is split into two portions. Uh, the first portion is the writer performer. and the second per- portion is the writer composer. Now, the mm-hmm. writer performer is you. the 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 artist, the person who sings, the person who raps, the person who writes the actual lyrics, that's you. So
3: but well, what happened? It was three of us now. Sorry to cut you, but let me tell you what happened. Mm-hmm. it's It's me. I started vibing to the rhythm. He got me on there. I wrote the first verse the engineer started saying, yo, um, let me help you. So he wrote the second verse and then, and then now, um, the, the the manager is the one that's doing the publishing. So it's three of us. Okay. So So I'm trying
1: to, who wrote, who wrote the song? Just you and the engineer together? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So (laughs) what, what needs to happen is, and this is perfect. I'm glad you brought that up. Um, you and the engineer have to have to agree on how you want to split, your portion so do you feel like he deserves half of the song or did he no maybe he wrote a go, little bit of it
3: fix it because the manager requested that i take some mm-hmm. um like derogatory stuff out of it that he had put in there so i went back and had to refix it so i'm thinking that nah i don't think he should get the equal amount as me um, but I just wanted to get a better understanding. Okay, so let me give wanna... you an
1: example. Let me give you an example. Let's say you you and your the person who co-wrote this with you, um, let's say you agree to give this person 20% and you take 80%, right? So you're going to walk away with 80% of the entire portion of the writer-performer uh, portion. So that's 25% of the pie. So... You know, I'm not really. I'm Asian, but I'm not really good at math. At twenty percent of twenty five is what? That's uh, f- uh, let's see, five ten, twenty five. Um, what is that? Five percent. Let's just say. Let's just say five percent. Yeah. So, yeah. so I'll, just to wrap up and give you the the example, the co-writer right, would right. get would get five percent of the writer composer. And you would walk away with 20% of the writer, um, I'm sorry, the, the writer-performer. So so let's look at the pie. Let's go back to the pie. You have 20% okay. of the writer-performer. The, the co-writer has 5% of the writer-performer, right? So then now let's look at the other portion of the writing portion, which is the writer-composer. That's the producer. The producer gets 100% of the writer composer so that producer is going to walk away with 25% right so now that half of the pie is done now we're looking at the publishing side of it so basically the way the publishing side works is you get a duplicate of whatever you walked away with on the on the writing portion so since you walked away with 20% of the uh writer performer you walk away with 20% of the publishing Mercedes, we're going to have to exit because you broke up. Okay. Shout out to Mercedes, all the way from Jamaica. Yeah. Jamaica. I still want
2: to go to Jamaica. Oh,
1: my God. It's beautiful <laughs> out there. But anyway, just to wrap up that publishing side, I'm glad she brought that up. But I know it gets very confusing with the publishing, but you really want to envision the pie as two separate parts. There's a writing portion and a publishing portion. And the part that gets confusing is the writing portion involves every single person, not just the performer it's the the writer the person who wrote the song the person who performs the song but it also involves the producer the writer composer you have to kind of look at it as like sheet music you know you compose a piece of music on a sheet of paper you write it down you're a writer so it's the writer performer and the writer composer and then the publishing portion is a a duplicate of the percentage you walk away with on the writing side so um it's just, it's it's way easier to explain with a natural graph, um, but that would be sort of the general thing. But it's confusing, right? Mm-hmm. Guys, I would recommend a book um, called All You Need to Know About the Music Industry written by uh, Donald Passman. Uh, it's a very popular music industry book. And uh, in that book, he basically breaks down entirely, you know, what publishing is and how to look at it. And it'll give you a more in-depth, um, you know, insight on how that works. So I feel like, the first set of questions we answered, like they knew the answers. Yeah. They just wanted like confirmation. <laughs> like, let me make sure I know uh-huh. what I'm doing mm-hmm. and do it. So, um anyway, shout out to all you guys who joined us for the Q and A. just I mean, I feel like a lot of this stuff we already talked about yep. as well. But that's kind of becoming a thing where we're, you know, reanalyzing certain questions and things that you guys have been asking for a long time and You know obviously over time things change but um, for the most part you know it's it's it it always comes down to just a very few things that are just very similar so all right guys here we go we're about to do this blap or crap (laughs) all right this is the part of the show where we randomly choose your beat submissions and we listen to a snippet, and uh, if we like the beat, we give you a blap, and if we don't, we give you a crap, and we'll give you a little bit of constructive criticism if it's there. Um, it's a good thing Atlas isn't here, because mm-hmm. Atlas is very, very, he's a tough one. He's a tough one. Yep. Um, he will critique you to the ends of the earth. Um, we miss those guys, man. Yeah. But uh, this is Blap or Crap, so listen, we're gonna go through a couple submissions. Um, if you wanna submit your beat to this segment, All you have to do is send an mp3 attachment to info at blapchat.com, B-L-A-P-C-H-A-T.com, and we will choose your beat, hopefully for a future episode at random, uh, and we'll rock like that. So our first submission for today is by Anubis, Anubis Finesse. to it.
2: That honestly wasn't a terrible beat. Mm-hmm. Um, there are a couple things that I would change about it. Mainly all of the melodies and the sounds that he chose. <laughs>
1: Mainly uh, all of the melodies.
2: <laughs>
1: I agree. I agree. Go ahead. <laughs> I would change a few things. Just, Mainly every single melody you have in there. No, just okay. like
2: like the, I don't know what sound that was. <laughs> so I, I it, was it was like giant. a little, yeah, it was like no, like the Okay, the, the low one. I don't yeah. even know like what, what sound what kind of sound that was, if that yeah. was like a bass that he tried to
1: I don't know what it was.
2: Pitch up or some type of synth that that was filtered, but I think that was a little too loud when it came in and it was unnecessary when it came in. Like I think he has to work on the arrangement of his melodies, like where certain things come in and when yeah. they don't come in. Um and a thing thing and then. I think he could have changed that sound and maybe gain-staged it and hit it, tucked it in, tucked it down. Yeah, it was too loud. Um, The drums I wasn't super mad at. Um, Like, the bounce was there, I think. The melodies were in there. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. It wasn't wasn't terrible. It had a bounce and it had a direction, but I think he has to just play around with his sound selection and his arrangement.
1: Yeah, and just to add on that, the melodies sound like they were clashing. Mm -hmm. Like, none of them the sum parts of all those melodies like didn't really make that much sense mm-hmm. and they didn't evoke the emotion because this type of track, the textures and the tempo kind of like from the pianos in the beginning mm-hmm. kind of like sets it up for like a storytelling mm-hmm. kind of song. And with that kind of thing, those are usually like very melodic and you want to make sure that like the instruments and the riffs are like in harmony with each other. And they didn't sound like they were in harmony. So... I would, you know, keep the drums, trash the melodies, try something new, but yeah, do crap. But um, keep submitting more, Anubis. Let's go. All right. Um, our next submission is by YB. No, Y Complex. Sorry. Here we go. The anime uh produced by Y Complex. Um I wasn't super mad at it. Mm-hmm. It wasn't a blap for me. So I'm gonna crap it but um definitely super close. Mm-hmm. I like the melodies, I like the bounce. Um definitely can turn it into a cool song. Uh it's just a few little things in there. Um I think the uh the main melody mix wise it's mostly mixed up but mm-hmm. the main melody was like a little too up front, a little too loud. I'll tuck that in a little bit. I think the 808 programming could have used a little more movement. Um, and then the the 808 mafia horn. Mm-hmm. If you're not part of 808 mafia, you gotta stop using that
0: yeah.
1: thing. You got if your if your name isn't Southside, or you're not part of 808 mafia, I I would highly recommend not using that mm-hmm. sound. Um, that first uh, what is that the Kill Bill horn? Uh, but outside of that. It was close. It was a good beat. It was it was um definitely has a lot of potential. Um, but there's just those few little things that were irking me. So I'm gonna crap it but definitely by no means is that like a bad beat.
2: Yeah, I agree. I'm gonna crap that. It wasn't a bad <laughs> beat and it was very close for me. Um, I think what really kind of made me crap it more mostly was the mix. The mix mm-hmm. was just wasn't there for me and I would change that snare. It wasn't a whack snare. No, it but, wasn't whack as fuck. Yeah, it wasn't whack as fuck. <laughs> but i would change that snare and it was like a
1: typical snare yeah yeah
2: and really focus on the mix that was the biggest thing for me
1: agreed all right guys our last submission for today is by Otto hans here we go
2: for me that's too close. but i'm gonna crap it
1: that's close
2: um i did like the melodies like mm-hmm. you said but the drums did feel small for me like they just seemed like they were just too, too quiet tucked, mm-hmm. too quiet too small um i would <clears> like bring those up and change that snare too It wasn't it wasn't a bad snare but it just i don't know it, maybe too just just it maybe? sounded too dry and too small Right. maybe you know if you gain stage it and, and boost everything up it might sound different but for me yeah the drums were just it just felt like this big melody and this big like you know kind of like sound and mm-hmm. then the drums were like right super here.
1: small like in the middle like elevator music mm-hmm. type thing yeah i agree with everything profession said love the melody i like the bass programming i think the 808s were too loud Mm-hmm. They, those could definitely come down but those drums try putting sausage fattener on those drums mm-hmm. or decimore or some kind of limiter to yeah. bring bring it up and give those drums a little bit more life a little bit more bottom end mm-hmm. um i wasn't mad at the sound selection of the drums uh but they just need to hit a little bit harder yeah, yeah they're just like tucked in maybe even volume mm-hmm. like turn the 808 down turn the melody volume yeah, down the
2: melody down too
1: yeah mm-hmm. and then turn the drums up volume wise and then mm-hmm. throw like a good master on there i would suggest t racks um i love that plug in for mastering um but and that could easily be a blab mm-hmm. i think you know if, with those right tweaks but good job auto send us some more that was it not too bad
2: not too bad not too Close. bad
1: we have to we're overdue for an entire blabber crap episode yeah. yep and we're that's coming soon guys mm-hmm. So, listen, if you want to submit to Blap or Crap segment on Blap Chat, all you have to do is send an MP3 attachment, subject line, Blap or Crap, to info at BlapChat.com. And that's Let's it. Let's get it. Episode 96, right, Josh? We're that's close That's a wrap to for today. We're close to 100. Close. Shout to all of our listeners. Um, if you've been listening since day one, we really appreciate you guys. Uh, really appreciate you guys spreading the word to, you know, um, talking to your peers letting people know about the podcast um again we're going to continue to just talk about stuff that can help you stuff that's insightful inspiring to you guys um and you know we're all rooting for every single creative out there whether you're a producer or a rapper or a singer or just someone who loves this stuff man um we're this is the community we're building and we're here for you so mm-hmm. um, shout to all of our listeners make sure you subscribe and don't be afraid to hit us up on social media mm-hmm. comment uh, all of our social media is at Blapchat, b-l-a-p-c-h-a-t and uh you know if you're on soundcloud hit that repost button hit those comments uh on the bottom and we'll try to reply to you right. hit our comments on instagram mm-hmm. tweet us you know and, and everything and anything that you feel like we you want us to talk about uh don't be shy don't be afraid to hit us up shoot us an email leave a comment in the comment section and uh, give us some feedback let us know what you want to talk about Mm. on that note um i think we're back next week with the crew Mm -hmm. so uh episode 96 that's a wrap we're out you guys enjoy the weekend all right later one